This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm really excited today to be joined by Chris Blackburn, Administrator of South Kansas City Surgery Center in Overland Park, Kansas. Chris, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Laura. Thank you for inviting me to be at this podcast today. Fantastic. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about today with COVID-19 resurging in many places and some of the concerns for ASCs, both on the supply chain side, staffing, and how they're going to fit within that ecosystem as the virus goes forward. But before we dive into that, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure, I'd be glad to. So I'm the administrator of South Kansas City Surgery Center. It's a multi-specialty surgery center in Oval Park, Kansas. And I came from an inpatient side. I was a started staff nurse, went to an educator, manager, interim director, and then was asked to apply for this job. Wasn't sure I was going to love the outpatient, but I absolutely love the outpatient. Love inpatient too, but I love outpatient. And so I've kind of been in, I've been in the operating room my whole life, to be honest with you. I was an operating room tech in the military quite a few years ago and just kind of worked my way up and became an RN and things like that. So it's always been OR. That's my background. Got it. And so when you think about that passion initially being maybe a little bit weary of going into the outpatient and then, you know, falling in love with it, what really do you like about being in that setting? And then obviously now is your role being an administrator? Well, as an inpatient side, you see very sick patients. You have this synergy with all of the other departments you're working with, and you get all the support from that entire um, world of a hospital. Then you go to an outpatient center and it's healthy people. They come in, they go out, which is the way you want it. That's the way it should be. That's what it's made up to be. And you're really the person that takes care of all those extra things, HR, your quality improvement, all of those things are, you don't have a department person to reach out to. So I have to have all of that right here. So the HR is here, the quality is here, the um, CRC meetings here, our board meetings once a month. I love doing the board meetings. That's been really exciting for me. I ran executive meetings for surgery on the inpatient side, but board meetings are a heck of a lot more fun. They're more exciting because the doctors that I have on my board are very interactive. They, they like to be part of the system. They want to know the good, the bad, the ugly, which is, really makes for a very good board. And I really like the outpatient side. Now, I like the swiftness and um, how we want the patients to come in and the measures we do to make sure we're taking care of them to come in, to make sure that they have all the safety measures in place, they have deficiencies in place. We make a promise to them about all of these things and making sure that we have the staffing, our staff are trained correctly to give the patients exactly what they need to come in and to come out and also the surgeons. So I feel like my clients really are my patients, my surgeons and my staff. And what do I do to keep all my clients happy? And it seems to work pretty good. That's great to hear. And I'm sure it's such a dynamic to try to please all of those constituents. But at the same time, all of them are working towards the same thing, which is obviously the great patient care and outcomes. So, you know, great to hear about that. Now, I'm wondering today, what are some of the big trends that you're following in healthcare, um, especially as COVID-19 surges again around the country? So yes, those are the, I would say today, as you asked me that, the, the biggest trend is we're following is COVID-19. So we've had a, a surge in our states. We are right on the border of Missouri. So we're, I'm in Kansas, but on the border of Missouri. So both states we follow. And so we watch the surges in each state and both Kansas and Missouri are having issues with that. With vaccinated patients, 
um, getting COVID and actually having symptoms. So I keep in contact with the providers at our hospitals. And I got a text earlier before this conversation from a provider saying how many vaccinated patients were seen with COVID symptoms. So we know they're getting it. We know they have symptoms. Now, whether they have comorbidities, I don't know. I don't know any of that. You know, are they healthy and getting these symptoms? I don't know that. But I do know that we're seeing a resurgence in vaccinated, unvaccinated with COVID-19. So what does that mean to me? So that means that not only do I need to keep trending of that, watching the CDC, I need to continue to watch the state of Kansas to see what measures they put in place. And that means also for my staff. So my staff, you know, you want to keep them happy and healthy. We know that mental health was a problem during that COVID. So we want to make sure people, our staff are informed, not only our patients and surgeons, but our staff. So they know the parameters of what they can and can't do in relation to our center. So if they're going to go on a trip, do they need to isolate or not? And how does that look if they do? You know, if their child happens to go to daycare and their child happens to get exposed, not necessarily have it, but get exposed, what's the plan in place for all of that? So we're actually working. We had a meeting before this conversation on what's our plan to help our staff navigate what's coming up next and then to let our surgeons know also this is the plan in place for us. We want our staff to be healthy. We want them to be happy, feel safe coming to work feel safe going home. And that includes our anesthesia providers, surgeons, even the business office. We want that for everyone. We're also looking at our supply chain. My supply chain manager got a hold of me. This is a vendor we use to let me know over the weekend of the plan of getting supplies. So I think that was really very nice of that vendor and very timely and shows they understand what's going on too, that they're getting us this information real time. They're letting us know where those supplies are. So we're getting our supplies, but yet we don't want to oversupply. We don't want to get too much stock so that the hospitals that need them can't get them. But we do have our supplies. I want to make sure we are able to get our N95s. Everyone got fit tested again last last week just to make sure because that was the yearly thing. Um, and so if our hospital does need supplies, we're able to help them out. Better is if the hospital lets us know that if they need an elective surgery, they can bring that elective surgery to our hospital, our surgery center, because we know through the past year and a half that surgery centers can very well stay open during a pandemic and that we've learned how to do things rapidly, quickly. We know how to pivot and we know how to do it well. And I think we don't have the burdens of going through so many levels like a hospital does. We are immediate. We can enact things immediately. So that, that's a plus for us. And so in conversations with our hospital, they know that we're, we're available for something that may not be able to wait. We can do those electives if the hospitals start getting full of COVID patients. So I'd say that's the biggest trend today, but I'm also watching what CMS is doing on, on taking some of those CPT codes and sending them out to us, which is great. That shows the loyalty they have and what, we're, what we have proven to do by our safety measures and quality improvement. We know how to do these procedures safely and efficiently, but also I see what they're taking back. Some of the ones are going to cut from the ASC payable list. So that also makes me a little bit nervous on why they're doing that. So they've had some back and forth with CMS. So we just have to be on top of that um, to kind of see where we go. ASCA, which is the um, lobbyist for the ASC, they're a great organization that really keeps us informed on what's going on. Um, I'd say the other trend is physician recruitment and physician retirement. Through COVID, we saw some physicians that are wanting to retire. 
because they're getting, maybe they're not there yet, but they're thinking, do I really want to hassle with this with my family? And so some of them are already talking about downsizing and um, maybe, maybe pulling out of an ASC. And then of course we want to recruit more surgeons. And so the concerns with the, the new surgeons is these new ones are coming out and a lot of these surgeons are not in independent practices. They're going to a hospital system. Then they have contracts, so they can't come to us. Joe, you know, our president, Dr. Or, um, Joe Biden, just passed um, the non-compete um, recently, I think, uh, shoot, maybe last week, where he's trying to get rid of the non-competes, which hopefully would have a trickle-down effect for our surgeons that possibly they won't have those contracts anymore. So that, that would be nice. So the surgeons could come and say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and go to that ASC. So, so those are those are a lot of things out there that that probably every ASC is probably watching right now. I would think. Absolutely, thank you so much, Chris, for going through all that with us. And now it's just so interesting to hear all of these different issues that are coming up on a daily basis that you have to be quick with, make decisions, and and then nimbly change with your surgery center. You know, given everything that's happened in the past year and what you've learned from um, the initial surges of COVID nineteen. What do you think will be um, the biggest challenge? I know one of the things you mentioned was staff and, and mental health and being flexible with them, as well as um, you know some of the supply chain issues. How have you, um, did you work through that initially? And then what do you anticipate you'll do differently um, this time around? Um, we worked through it basically, um, just figuring it out on what worked and what didn't work. And of course we kept abreast of, all the information that was coming out us, you know, 24 seven on how to help people. What can we do for our staff? But we knew, you know, you have to have staff, right? That's the biggest thing we have here. That's going for us is this very efficient um, staff that are high performers and you want to keep your team happy. You don't want to lose your team. And so how do we, how do we do this correctly? And so as we see the issues come up, then we figured out how do we take care of them? So last year, I think we had some pitfalls, some sidesteps, but now I think our road's a little bit smoother on how we're going to help our staff get through the um, this next whatever it is, whether it's a surge or whatever we do. And I think we can do this a little bit better because we are thinking more mental health-wise. Okay, how can I help you with this? How can I help you with that? Keeping those doors open. Okay, come to me if you need this. Come to me if you need that. Let them ask questions. Get as much information as we can that they want. Get that to them. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And, you know, it was really helpful um, to think about. Now, obviously, there's a lot going on, like we've been talking about. But when you think about growth for your center over the next few years, what does that really look like? Yeah, that's a good question. So I would so so we're at a really good pivotal point, I believe, in our in the history of this organization. We are getting ready to build a new ASP. So we right now are juggling with some other um, groups to find out who would like to go in with us. How can we do this together? Let's make this ASC the way you want it. And since there's so much information out there now about a good ASC, but how to make it efficient, how to make sure you build for growth, uh, there's so much information out there. It's amazing. And so how we can get these groups to work with us. So let's focus this into what you want, how you, how you think, and, and let's plan for the next 20 and 30 years, not plan for tomorrow but plan for the next 2030. And if all these codes keep coming out to the ASC, we'll do higher acuity probably, a higher AS, 
ASA, but yet we're going to be able to take care of them better. And so I think it's a really, actually, it's a, you know, because just this immediate COVID makes people very nervous, but I think the future of ASC is, is tremendous and the growth potential is tremendous also. And so we are working on capturing all the growth that we can. That's really fantastic to hear. And I'm interested, you know, kind of that mix of starting the new center, but then also, as you talked about, you know, some physicians getting towards their end of their career, um, potentially looking at retirement sooner than usual and, and then trying to recruit new physicians into the center. Um, what does that look like for you? What, what are you doing that's been successful to bring in some of the new physicians? Um, I think it's just more of visiting these physicians that we know are available, talking to them, taking them out to dinner, let them know what a, so let them know what a great ASC we have, low SSI, high patient satisfaction scores, or turnovers. That's what they want to hear about. They want to know those kind of things. And, and, and I think once I show them the data and work with them, th this is how we continue to recruit them. Of course, they have to go back and think about it. The younger surgeons, it's a little bit harder because they don't always, and lots of times they come out with a lot of debt. So that's a problem. I understand that. And so then they may not have a chunk of change to invest in a surgery center. So how can I help with that too? So working with bankers to kind of help these new, these new surgeons to kind of help them with that, to get them down the road. Because long-term, this is what they're going to want to do. This is a good investment in ASCS. And the re, on the retirement is when the surgeons come to me and talk with me. We kind of try to get a plan, an exit strategy for these surgeons on who's going to take over your business. We had one retire, fabulous physician, and he actually had a great exit plan on how he was sending his patients and who he was sending them to. And so that helped us with that referral stream, too. That's so interesting. So I can imagine, you know, when you first started off as a nurse in the operating room, you never imagined that, you know, you would be um, in a room working through exit strategies with physicians and working with bankers and all this. <laughs> but I, I can imagine that's a really fun uh, thing to be doing as you're thinking about growth for the future. It is. A, it's really a, a lot of it's really my job is very exciting, very fun. And I feel blessed every day to become to work. I feel like I have a great team, great surgeons. I really do feel very blessed on having my job that I do. Fantastic. Well, before we wrap up our conversation, what are you most excited about today and what makes you nervous? Mm -hmm. So I think I'm most excited. This kind of goes back to something else I said. We're more, I'm most excited to see each year when CMS puts out those codes to the ASD. So they put out 267 codes additional codes, which was great. The cardiology codes, I thought that was very exciting in January when they put those out. I thought that makes sense. So there were so many of those codes that really made sense. And that's exciting when you see that, because I think that shows the proven loyalty and their confidence in what we get, the care that we get. And then, of course, one of my most nervous about is when CMS takes those back or takes says, okay, now we're going to cut some from the procedure. So why are you, I, I wish there was more clarity on why are you going to cut them? What do you think we're not doing that we should be doing? Because I think we can pretty much do quite a bit at an ASC with parameters, of course, of everything. So I think that's very exciting is what CMS is doing. It does make me nervous when I see them. Now they're back and back. And then, um, but also the COVID makes me nervous too. It doesn't really make me nervous. It's more it puts me on stand like, okay, let's get our plan in place. Let's make sure our patients know our staff knows. But other than that, there's a lot to be excited about, I think. Chris, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really enlightening discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. 
You're so sweet. Thank you, Laura. It was really nice to talk with you. I appreciate it.